Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the career strategy podcast for BIPOC folks in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out their next career move. I'm your host, Priscilla Weninger Bolcha, Latinx career coach, former talent recruiter, and human capital management consultant. Each Friday, I'll share an actionable tip to help you on your career change journey so that you can job search with confidence, land amazing job offers, and get on with your life. Let's get started. Hey friends, how are you? I'm so excited to be recording this podcast today. Today, I'm going to be talking about career non-negotiables. When I work with clients, I ask them to choose three career non-negotiables for their next career move pretty early on during the process. We do this for a couple of reasons. One, it helps them get clear on what is truly a requirement and need for their next career move versus what is a want or a nice to have. This helps us later make grounded and clear clear-headed decisions. And then two, it helps eliminate many career path options that do not fill their non-negotiables, which then helps us identify career paths that will work for them even sooner. On this episode, I'm going to explain what a career non-negotiable is and how I used it on my own career change journey as I moved from the nonprofit sector into the private sector in management consulting. On next week's episode, I'll share a tool that I developed to help you run an audit of your current or past career situations so that you can identify your top pain points. Now, why am I talking about pain points? By identifying your top pain points, you'll be able to identify what are true career non-negotiables or requirements for your next career move. So definitely tune in next week because I will be diving into step-by-step overview of that tool that I use with my clients and I'll give you a link where you'll be able to download a copy for yourself. Okay, so let's get into it. So first, let me define what a career non-negotiable is and is not. A career non-negotiable is an aspect of your future job that is truly a requirement. It is either a basic requirement such as geographic location or a healthcare benefit, or it can be something that is aligned with a current life situation need. It is not a want or a nice to have. We apply this concept all of the time in our finances. For those of us who work remotely from home, paying for our internet bill is a need. It's not up for negotiation or debate whether it can be eliminated as an expense because we need our internet to work to make a living. A weekend trip to Disney World, that's a want. It's not a requirement. So when you're thinking about your next career move, we have to start with identifying your absolute requirements and needs. And we shouldn't have more than three of them. Otherwise, we're likely moving into what I like to call want territory. For example, we could say that we want to work for a company that offers free on-campus meals and massage reimbursements, but we can't say that we need those things. You'll survive if you don't get those things in your next job. But please hear me. I'm not saying you can't have a want list or that you can't have a want list of attributes that you'll be prioritizing during your job search. A want or want wish 
a want or a wish list is totally fine. But you have to be real with yourself and you have to differentiate those that are wants and wishes from your career non-negotiables. I have a list of things that I want to purchase and buy, but I'm also very clear that those are not required for me to buy now or today. They can be things that I can get later. You want to do the same with your career change journey. It's okay to have wants and to prioritize those as you look at companies and different career paths, but you really need to get clear that these are not absolute requirements. So a few sample career non-negotiables include working remotely because you want to live in a rural city near an ailing parent. Okay, it's a really good reason. That sounds to me like a life situation requirement. Like you maybe your your parent is not doing well health-wise is in poor health and you need to be near them. That tells me working remotely is a career non-negotiable for you, especially if it's a rural city with not a lot of career opportunities. A base minimum salary to pay back student loan debt. So if you have a payoff debt plan, If you follow any of these personal finance gurus, they'll all tell you like the best way to pay back debt quickly is by increasing your income. And so that may be a career non-negotiable for you. Maybe you have a chronic illness and therefore a particular health insurance benefit is very important to you, is is not just very important, but it's a requirement. Maybe if you have young children who you often need to take to an appointment or pick them up from school, flexible hours may be a career non-negotiable for you. You know, so a place where you are able to set your hours and it's not going to be an issue if at 10 a.m. you need to run over and head over to a, a doctor appointment. It could also be a role that sits within a specific function that you've been trying to break into for a long time. So if you for a long time have been trying to pivot into a marketing role, maybe you've been in sales for your whole career and you're like, I know that I want to move into marketing and I've had a hard time doing that. Like that's important to set me up long term. That is to me a reasonable career non-negotiable. If you're going to go through all this effort, you want to at least get that out of your next step. A quick tangent. So one of my favorite Netflix shows is Indian Matchmaker. And if you're into dating shows like I am, you can't miss this one. But basically, there's this expert matchmaker, Seema from Mumbai, who meets with clients and helps them find matches for marriage. I love the scenes where Seema sits down with her clients for the first time and asks them what they're looking for in a partner. I crack up at these scenes because, well, first of all, because of Seema's facial expressions, she just like raises her eyebrows in skepticism, like she but basically like laughs at them like in their face. But and inevitably, the clients come up with a list of 15 to 20 traits that they consider to be requirements or very important. And the list always starts out somewhat reasonable. But then the list inevitably grows into a list of wants. And like a few examples are like must have a man bun, is a doctor, must speak with Drafi, and like a lot of wants. These aren't requirements for finding your your love match. And so look, again, I'm not here with you to tell you that you can't have a list of wants, but it is really important for you to be clear between needs and wants because what ends up happening, and I think the reason why Seema really pushes back on her on her clients is that whether it's finding love or whether it's finding your next career change or your next job, closing so many doors on yourself from the get-go makes it less likely that you'll end up finding the fulfillment that you're looking for and it can cause a lot of confusion. 
And so instead of being focused on superficial traits like having a man bun or having a ping pong table at work, you know, the best use of your time and energy is getting clear on the most critical factors to help you find fulfillment in dating or career. Anyway, so Seema always tells them, basically, she shoots them down from the beginning and she's like, absolutely not. Like, you're never going to get 100% of what you want. Let's aim for 60 to 70% of what you want. And so I'm not telling you, like, let's aim for 60, 70% of what you want. I'm actually telling you, why don't we focus on the need list first as opposed to the want list? And let's just get really clear on what those needs are. Okay, thanks for entertaining that Netflix example. But now, I'm going to move on to sharing how I used this top three career non-negotiable exercise to help me figure out my next career move while I was in business school when I was getting my MBA. So when I was going through my most recent career change process, I did it through the MBA. I took two years off, 2018 to 2020, and I went into a full-time MBA program to focus on making a huge career change pivot. I was changing industry. I was changing role, function, pretty much everything except geography in my mind. For those who don't know, the full-time MBA is, uh, I would call it almost like an incubator, but basically it's this time and place where you have all kinds of support and resources to pivot into really almost anything. Suddenly, you're able to rebrand yourself. You have access to a ton of companies that want to hire you, and you're able to target many new career paths and options. The huge benefit of being in the MBA program is that when you're being recruited by all of these companies, they're not as focused on whether or not you have the typical requirement of skills and experiences as background. They're essentially kind of taking a leap of faith in hiring you because they know that you're really smart and you were vetted by a top MBA program. That's just a little bit of context for those who are wondering, like, why is it that you're able to do that? during the MBA. So when I was going through the process, I used the three career non-negotiable framework to help me choose my target career. And this was really important because when you start that two-year process, even actually before you start the two-year process, like that summer before, you begin to be bombarded with so many options like networking events, info sessions, invitations to weekends, all kinds of opportunities land in your inbox to consider all kinds of different career paths. So talk about overwhelm. It is a very overwhelming time when you're in a full-time MBA program trying to decide, okay, like what am I going to target? And you do have to decide relatively soon. So I'm going to share with you how I decided on my career path, which ended up being human capital management consulting, how I did that using the three career non-negotiable framework. Okay, so my first career non-negotiable was very easy to identify. It was that I wanted to at least double my previous nonprofit salary. That was important to me because I had spent around 10 years out of college working in the nonprofit sector, and I hadn't made more than $68,000 a year at that point. And so my main motivation to get an MBA was not only to change careers into something that was a better fit for me, but specifically to turbocharge my earnings so that I could have an emergency savings fund and make progress on my retirement goals. Also, remember, I was taking off two years from making an income. And even though I had received a 100% tuition scholarship, which is 
nearly $100,000, basically, I still had to take out loans for personal living expenses. I had been working in nonprofit all of those years, so I did not have savings to help cover my rent, utilities, living expenses for two whole years. So for those who are curious, and I like to be transparent, I ended up taking out approximately $40,000 in student loans to cover my personal living expenses for those two years. I could have taken out less money. I probably could have taken out maybe closer to $20,000, $25,000, but I wanted to maintain a similar lifestyle to what I'd had previously. And I also traveled to 12 countries during those two years, which I have zero regrets about, especially since COVID hit in 2020. And I mean, when am I going to go back to Japan and South Korea and Vietnam and all these amazing places that I went to? So I have no regrets about that. I've since paid those off thanks to choosing a career path where I was able to apply significant sign-on bonuses, other bonuses, my income to, to pay it off. But back to the original point, I wanted to see an ROI from this massive investment in time and money play out in my career choice. And so that immediately eliminated several MBA career paths that were available to me because those average salaries were around $100,000, $110,000. And that wasn't high enough for me to justify the investment that I was making in time and money. I felt like I could have probably done that on my own, gotten a job around that salary on my own without the MBA. And so it just didn't, in my mind, it didn't make sense to pursue that. So that was really helpful because I immediately eliminated those options. I didn't waste my time going to those events or taking classes that would prepare me for those careers or joining clubs where I'd network with people who worked at those companies in those career paths because those would lead me to less profitable careers, at least initially out of the MBA, out of the MBA, which was what what I was looking at. So you see, getting clear on a non-negotiable actually ends up saving you time and energy during your career change process. My second career non-negotiable was that I wanted a job where I could work and live in Austin, Texas. This was before the pandemic, so remote work wasn't as widely available. This was a geographic career non-negotiable that also immediately eliminated many companies that were based out on the West Coast. I had to consider companies that were within my geographic location. And that's what had me considering companies like Dell early on, as well as Apple. Like There were Austin-based companies that I had to prioritize if I was going to live in Austin after my MBA. The reason I had that geographic location requirement wasn't because I wanted to live in Austin. This is a really important note because I I can already hear some of y'all being like, well, I want to be in this city, so this has to be a career non-negotiable. No, actually, you know, the geographic location requirement was in place for me, not because I wanted to stay in Austin. Actually, I had been trying to move away from Austin for many years, but it was because I was engaged to my now husband who had a job that was based in Austin. My husband was a huge support to me during my MBA in many, many ways. And I wasn't going to ask him to leave his high paying job in tech so that I could pursue a random opportunity in another part of the country that probably would have been a higher cost of living because I was interested in tech opportunities on the West Coast. After the MBA, I knew that we were going to need stability in 
his job, his income, my income, our cost of living so that I could quickly pay off the student loans that I'd had and making a big move to a city with a higher cost of living, asking him to get a new job. Like it just didn't make sense. And so it's funny because I'm sharing my thought process from 2018, 2019. And as we know, many things have changed since then. The pandemic hit, my job after the MBA got delayed by six months, Austin's cost of living actually skyrocketed. So it's kind of funny sharing some of that with you today in 2022, almost 2023, because now my husband has a fully remote job and we're actually looking to leave Austin soon. So it's just really funny how that was a career non-negotiable, but no longer is it anymore. Okay, last career non-negotiable was that I wanted what I then considered a reasonable work-life balance. I had come from several years of burning myself out in nonprofit, working incredible amount of hours, weekends, during the week, nights, getting paid very little for that. And so I was willing to work hard in my next career, but I was not willing to work weekends. That was my big thing. Please let me have my weekends. This eliminated career paths in investment banking, finance, where it's very common to be asked to work weekends. And so by choosing consulting, I knew that I would be working a lot of hours. And actually, back in 2018, I expected to be traveling Monday through Thursday. So the pandemic really changed all of that because now I work remotely 95% of the time. Travel is very rare. And I can proudly say I've never worked a weekend or been expected to work weekends. Of course, I could always work weekends, um, but I've never been expected or required to work on weekends. Since I don't travel for work, I have a better work-life balance now than I had expected, which is amazing news. It makes this career so much more sustainable and a long-term option for me. Okay, so those were my top three non-negotiables. They were not up for debate. I had to be in Austin. I did not want to work weekends and I was looking to at least double my salary. These helped me put guardrails on what I was looking for and what figuring out what to target during my career change journey. It was so helpful to me because it helped me evaluate options and it saved me time and energy. I didn't waste time going to events CPG marketing events, investment banking events, or office hours for a company that I only hired in the West Coast. Similarly, knowing your career non-negotiables will help you identify paths that are not going to work for you. And those paths that will make the most sense for you will rise to the top and become more clear. All right. I hope this was helpful for you. Tune in next week when I share my tool called the Current Job Situation Audit. I do this with my clients and it helps them identify their top pain points in their current or past jobs and helps them get clear on what is truly required, what are their top career non-negotiables for their next career move. Okay, in the meantime, hit me up on Instagram at Priscilla Bolcha. DM me. Let's start a conversation about your own career non-negotiables. Have you figured them out yet? Do you already know what they are? All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to ecmpodcast.com slash free course and sign up for my free job search training course. I teach you the three things that you need to know before you go into a job search process. My goal is to help you change careers with confidence and ease so you can move on with your life. I'll see you next week.